Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 3, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, a couple of things. Let's reel back the tape a little bit. And remember, the market was basically on time into an important area, an important zone. What happens next? All of a sudden, Facebook comes out with earnings after the bell yesterday. They crush the market. And here we are with a nice lead in the trade for the traders and the lazy swing trader that took the SDS or whatever equivalent they wanted. Some traded it with options. Others used different vehicles. Doesn't really matter. It's called a directional trade. The S&P was going lower. That was the point. What do we have today? After the bell, we have the opposite effect. Amazon reports earnings. They're ripping it higher. All of a sudden, the S&P is getting a bounce. That's the way it works all the time. It's a bunch of hooey. Doesn't matter about earnings. Doesn't matter about anything. It matters what's going on and whether or not you're on the correct side of the trade. So let's refocus on the daily chart. What do we see happening? What's really going on here? Well, let's talk about the two or three possibilities. Possibility number one is we're going to get a quick collapse, just like this. Is that possible? Yes. Is it probable? Not necessarily, at least from where I sit, but if you start getting below certain stuff, the probabilities begin to, what, increase. But for now, that's not really what I'm looking for. And back to the short trade. The reason I took the trade yesterday on time at an important zone was why? Because it's a trade. We're looking for a minimum required base hit. If it turns into a lot more, that's great. You pile up the base hits. You go into the Hall of Fame. We got half the trade off today. Profits in the pocket. It is now a risk-free, emotionless trade. The market's getting more volatile. Expect more swing trades. That's the way this works. Speaking of next, what's next? Well, the other item on the docket and item number two or potential number B is the old ABC type of routine going on. So we have leg up from the low. Leg B is down. This is leg A. This is leg B is down to some point, whether it's today's low, tomorrow's low, wherever that may be, or some other low. And then all of a sudden, you have a miraculous recovery up to a C leg that officially ends above the high of the A leg. This is where everybody believes everything's fine. The market made a bottom. We're going to new highs, pile back into stocks. And then at some point in the future, the near term, they hit them again and we start another corrective phase and the bear rears its ugly head once again. That is garden variety, the way this works. Next item on the list is, where are they going to find low if, and it's a big if, but if they're going to find low, for example, let's say Friday, maybe Monday, and that would coincide with the concept that they're going to have an ABC and there's going to be another leg higher. Now, let's just mention something else because this is another possibility. This could be leg A, this could be leg B, and this could be the beginning of leg C, hence the reason we took the short trade, but the fact that we have two possibilities working, 
We wanted to take some profit, put it in the pocket, but as a just-in-caser, we want to have a position on, what if this is the beginning of the sea leg that does go all the way down, makes new lows, yada, yada, yada. So that certainly is a possibility. But we know the routine. They never make it that easy. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew have to get involved. And don't forget, it's hard to kill a bull. Where do you think the bottom of the B leg, if it's going to be a B leg, where's that going to be? Well, let's go from chart to chart to chart and see if we can identify some obvious areas where there should be garden variety of chart support. So on the daily chart, we have an obvious big time breakup candle. The low is 439.81. So we want to know about that 440 area. It's a big fat round number. It's pretty obvious. Let's put a demarcation point on the chart. We may or may not need it later, but it's a starting point nonetheless. What about this 200 period moving average? Well, it's not really that important anymore. Why? Because they came down, sliced through it, came back up, sliced through it. The more they slice through it, the less important it becomes. Moving averages are guidelines. So when you're in and around them, they become less important the more you're in and around them. When you're far away from them, meaning price is far away, and they come into them quickly, that's a different type of story. What about the 240 chart? Do we see anything different? Well, we don't see anything different, but I want to point something else out. So here's an area that's of interest to me. Why? It's a high, 444. It's another fat round number, semi-fat round number. It's a little bit plump, but that's only half the story. The other half is the market ran up to that spot, thought it was important. How do we know that? Because it was rejected right away. So the fact that they ran up to it, we know it's magnetic. The fact that they were rejected right away tells us it's more important. More important than what? More important than just magnetic. I like that spot. I've done this before. Remember the 240 chart? And by the way, same pivot, same stuff, just a different look at it. But look at this chart. You have the 20 period moving average. That's a faster moving average. So now it's adjusting to where current price is. And all of a sudden it's coming right in between those two numbers. Any accidents or coincidences? Probably not. Back to the 120 chart. Oh, by the way, you have a 50 period moving average right around 444. Accident coincidences? Probably not. Breakup candle low, same spot, same thing. By the way, what else represents 444? How about a garden variety retracement, the flavor that's taught in the course, lazy e-mini trader? This one is a good one. It's what we call halfway home. So you have an important pivot top. The market was rejected over here. You have a garden variety retracement halfway home. You have a 50 period moving average. You have a safety net down here, a 440 big fat round number. Somewhere in between or right around 444 or slightly lower should be garden variety of chart support should the market fall in the morning. Put that on a sticky note. How about the hourly chart? What do you have in there? How about the 50 period moving average comes in at where? Let me hear it. Yep, 444. 444 is growing on me. What about the flip side? What happens if the market's trading up tomorrow? Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Amazon's jamming higher. What happens if we have the opposite effect, the opposite Facebook or meta effect? Well, we have the big fat round number, 450. Right now, they're above it, 
as I make this video, they're around 451. It's a pretty simple equation. You push above today's high, and the door opens to go fill the gap left open from yesterday. We'll have all that stuff laid out for inside the number members early in the morning. Speaking of which, what a nice lead into inside the numbers. Let's check out the commentary. We'll run through some important stuff. We'll circle back to stocks on the move a little bit later. Happy Thursday. They killed him after the close yesterday. We know about that. Facebook, yada, yada, yada. The north side, we have 455. We didn't need that. Forget it. We also have 452.95. That was the gap left open from yesterday. That's important. You know the routine, five-minute chart, right of the vertical, today's activity, what's high of day, right here, 452.97. What were they doing? They were running a test of that gap. That's why I put the number on the board. In last night's video, we discussed the fact they would most likely blow right through it the next time around. What did they do? They blew right through it. If it's important, then on the way back up, it becomes resistance. An important number is just a number. If price is above it, it's support. If price is below it, it's resistance. They came back to run a test of that resistance point. Funny how this whole thing works, isn't it? Here you go. This is the next time around, and they're under the gap. They'll fight it and try and open above. They did that. What's the next thing down south? 450. A test is on the docket. They did that. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. So the early look, the pre-market thieves did the 450 thing. What's the real spot of interest? 448.50, give or take, is where I'm interested for a long trade and a snapback of sorts. But that's early in the morning. That's if they ran down there fast. And then we had a backup a little bit lower. They need to do it early for that concept to play out. Later changes things, it will become a real-time type of thing. So here's your guideline and the setup. There's your gap. If they get above it, something's going on in the northern direction. There's something that will open up above. Namely, it would have been 455, but there would have been other stuff in between. They're going to fight 450. There's going to be a bull bear battle around 450. We know that for a fact. And 448.50 is important. If they run down there fast, it could represent a trade. However, as you'll see later in the notes, it represented a target just in case. What's the just in case all about? Just in case they start getting below 450. Start closing candles below. What are they going to do? They're going to go to 448.50 and more. So let's continue on with the notes and see what else we have. 920, shorties out there. They should run a test of 450 at least. When and how is the challenge? Can you sell a rip? Yes. If they try and recapture the gap at 452.95, it should be overhead resistance. Closing candles above would be the beginning of a rescue operation for the bulls, so be careful. Trader's choice. So what happened? They ran a test of 452.95. They came all the way down. As it turns out, represented from 9.20 in the morning, that was, in fact, high of day. Should we talk apples? Let's just move on. So we're going to scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. Those of you interested and who are active or who would like to be active trading the market during the trading day can certainly benefit from this information. But we're going to fast forward a little bit and point out some other important things. You'll already know what happened in the morning session. 
Let's fast forward a little bit to the 11 o'clock post, and what happens here is we're setting the table. We've got a schematic on the board. So we're going to play a little game. Where are they now? Right of the right-hand vertical is after 11 o'clock. So I want you to envision the market. Now let's go read this stuff, and then we'll go back to the chart. They were grinding around with no conviction whatsoever. Above 451.40, and the bulls maintain the ball. Above 52.95, opens the door for 454.15, give or take. Below 451.40, and the door opens for 450. Write this stuff down, and then take a look at the chart. Below 450, and the door opens for 448.50. It's pretty clear from where I sit, and you could see it again. 452.95, resistance, 450, bull bear battle. They start closing below, and guess what? They ultimately make their way down to 448.50 and lower. Let's continue on, see what else we had for the rest of the day in the notes. That was basically the crux of it. Just took time for them to do it. 448.50 is the target. They eat your guts at on the way down. That's just the way it works. Stocks on the move. Healthy list today. We're only going to look at the ones that hit. The market was pulling the stocks down this morning. Some stuff was down big, and it could have went for a lot more points. So we have to pick out the numbers commensurate with the type of volatility on that day, on that morning. So we're going to look at a few. We're going to look at Snap. We're going to look at Spot. We're going to look at Facebook, Light, and Square or Block. Same as every other day, we're going to take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly if they exist. Square or block getting a haircut at the open, 101 and a quarter was the number posted on the board bright and early. They ended up creeping into it. You see what happened. That was, in fact, the number. They just did it not in the manner in which we prefer, so we move on. Lumentum, light. The first number was off the board because they came close and bounced away, but then you could see what happened, 8553 Turned out to work. They went back above the first number. If you took the trade, they provided the minimum required base hit. And then some, you kind of rounded second. Peaked your head at third, but went back to the bag. Facebook, of course, Facebook was on the board. Jordan took this one in the room. A lot of traders in the room took this one. It was a nice trade. 240.06 on the board, bright and early. Nice bounce. They gave you, here was the high of 248 even. Trader's choice. You take as much as you want. It was a no-sweat kind of trade. A lot of participation in this one. C-Spot Run, Spotify in the news, the whole Joe Rogan thing. Who knows? Who cares? It's a tradable thing. 164.60, 161.72. Unfortunately, at least for me on this one, they opened the day at 164 even, slightly below the first number, and then they ripped up like that. So the first number was off the board. Second number, they spiked it. They went back up. They provided the minimum required base hit. Rounded first, pulled into second. Some traders took the second number. I got the notes. Snap, same routine. They opened below the first number, above the second. They hovered. They came into the second. They went back up. I don't know who took this trade, who didn't take this trade. I didn't take this trade. But you could see the importance of these numbers. They just didn't do any of these numbers in the manner in which I would prefer. If you took the second number, they bounced right back up and they gave a nice trade. We take what Mrs. Market provides each and every day. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they're in the same kind of position 
We just talked about with the SPY. If everything's going to collapse, everything's going to collapse. If we're going to do the ABC thing and have another leg up, then the IWM's going to do the same routine. I don't really want to see this thing much below 194 on a closing basis, hourly closes, daily closes. That would kind of make me nervous. Not nervous because I'm in the trade on the other side, just nervous because I wanted to say nervous. It's like a sympathy nervous if you're long the IWM. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they took a wallop today. Pretty simple equation. You come below these lows, opens the door to the gap. They were essentially rejected at the convergence of those moving averages. We talked about it the last couple of days. They closed above it yesterday in what we like to call a fake-out operation. Again, all the same market. If they're all going to collapse, they're all going to collapse, and so on. Look at the cues. They're already down at that breakup candle low. A lot weaker than the other stuff. So we take that of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. They were down 2%. IWM and the SPY were down about one and a third percent, give or take. I'm looking at it in the aftermarket, so I don't remember what it was earlier in the day, but everything is all equal. So are the cues. Look where the cues are now versus where they closed the day, 353. Now Amazon's pulled them up to 360. Is there a chance today's low was the low of the B leg? Of course. Why wouldn't there be a chance? We talked about it right at the onset of the video. If it's at today's low or another low tomorrow, that was the first thing I said. Why do I say that, by the way? Well, there's an ulterior motive. There's always a method to the madness, and it's dangerous being inside my head. But here's the reason why I say it. Because I know there were traders today that did not take profit in the short trade. Why is that? Because they're looking for more. They're looking for the home run. They're looking for the triple. Well, think about baseball for a minute. What happens to home run hitters? The hitters that swing for the fences constantly. They're also the hitters that strike out the most. Not every single time. Using the 80-20 rule, the majority of the time. If you swing for the fences, you're going to strike out a lot. We have to take profit along the way. You don't know what the market's going to do tomorrow. It's designed to make traders and investors look like fools the majority of the time. That's the way it works. Now you look at the flip side of what we just did in the queues, and you have the XLF that barely has come down. If I look at this and I think to myself, well, if the financials aren't falling apart, is it likely or unlikely everything's going to fall apart? Or is it unlikely and likely we're going to have one of these ABCs up? I start thinking like that and I say, hey, unless the financials start to melt away, along with some other stuff, I'm kind of going with we're looking at an ABC. Start getting below some other stuff, and we're looking at the bigger picture, and we're in the C-leg when we discussed before. It's one step at a time, one day at a time, one candle at a time. It's a real-time type of business. Things can change intraday. They always change intraday. That's why it pays to be inside the numbers. How do you like how I just slipped that one in? How about we split the difference? The semis had a terrible day, however also being pulled up by Amazon. Why is that? Well, you can't explain it. It's just the way the market works. What do the semis have to do with Amazon? Amazon's a retailer. I know they want to call it a tech company, but it's a retailer. I know, I know. Now I'm going to get comments about the whole AWS thing. I know the whole story. 
Just run with me. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Smash mouth. Same routine. All the same market. All the same discussion. We don't really have to rehash the same thing one more time. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here tonight. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.